Hi, I'm Cheryl Kuiper, and I'll be reading the coffee mugs. Life changes fast. Life changes in an instant. You sit down to dinner, and life as you know it ends. That's a direct quote from Joan Diderot. I could measure my life experiences with my coffee cup collection. As a child, I can't remember my first coffee mug, but I do remember the day my parents said that I was allowed to drink coffee. I was ecstatic. I think I was about 11 or 12 years old. We had coffee cups and saucers at this time in matching china. I so delicately sipped the great tasting beverage in one of those cups. I felt very grown up as I was allowed to imbibe in this adult beverage with my parents. In high school, I switched to drinking tea. I think the stress and the nun's discipline probably upset my stomach to some degree, and the tea beverage was more soothing. But by my senior year, I was back to that wonderful flavor of drinking coffee. I recall that I had a psychedelic mug of various colors with a peace sign on it. I couldn't take it with me in my car to school senior year. It was 1967, and there were no cup holders. As a commuter to college, I painstakingly tried to drive with a styrofoam cup full of coffee and some horrible sweetener tablet called saccharin. Coupled with the automatic stick shift on my 1969 green Volkswagen Beetle named Florian, it was difficult not to spill some of that wonderful beverage on cold winter mornings on my brown maxi coat. At least the colors blended, I thought. These styrofoam cups continued to be used in my afternoon job from college for the state of New Jersey, where a vending machine spewed some awful-tasting coffee. In my 20s, when I was married, my new mother-in-law was British. Of course, she would offer me a, a cuppa, which meant tea. The four o'clock tea time was sacred with the Brits. Even our basset hound Buster would have a saucer of tea. Divorce loomed ahead in the 80s. My hardcore kick-ass boyfriends were all coffee drinkers. I had to actually buy a Joe DiMaggio advertised Mr. Coffee Machine for Mickey. One of my short-term boyfriends, who at the time was doing some serious cocaine, unbeknownst to me. He insisted on his AM Java, and once again, I started drinking coffee. I do distinctly remember during the late 80s, walking into a coffee shop with my bestie friend Kathy in my hometown in New Jersey. It was a self-serve shop, and we decided on our flavors, but were impatient to wait in the cashier line to pay. Hmm. Two Catholic schoolgirls skipped out of the shop with impish smiles on their faces as they scampered down to the riverbank to enjoy their free java. My husband had left me a wrapped Christmas gift during our two-year separation while he went off to, quote, find himself, unquote. I opened the gift and, lo and behold, a dozen cats of various sizes and expressions were imbibing in coffee on this porcelain mug. I still drink coffee from that same porcelain mug today.
Other mugs included Le Chien, the blue and white dog mug purchased in Paris in the 1970s and carried on the train through all the capitals of Europe, a gift I bought for my dad. Unfortunately, Mom's coffee mug at the time, La Chatte, the blue and white cat mug, did not survive the trip back to the United States. The 90s appear. As a single teacher, I took an honors class to Lafayette College for an English research paper field trip. Of course, after lunch, the student shoppers and I had to visit a darling, quaint little gift shop in eastern Pennsylvania. And, of course, I walked out of the shop with the famous Boydian artistic cat mug holding valentine hearts in its paws. The mug, which, of course, I paid for, was my valentine gift to myself. And this morning, 30 years later, I enjoyed my Mr. Coffee, freshly brewed coffee, in this same mug. No drive through Starbucks for this girl, ever. Well, maybe on occasion, a Dunkin' Donuts fuel stop with original roots in my early childhood days.